I've hit record. I've hit record. Ah, me, me, my mo, mo, I've got, got lines. Show business. Sounds right. That sounds okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Run it. Run it. Okay. Let's sync us up. and welcome to a new show that's aimed at fixing a few things, redressing the balance, restoring order, fixing, if you will, the timeline, because, friends, a great injustice has been done. I am Jim Sterling. I am a talent agent and a life coach. I am joined by Conrad Zimmerman, uh, an agent and a manager in his own right. In, in, in a certain way, from a certain perspective, yes. Yes. We've got a box with some files in, so that proves it. You can't get us on that legally. But what you can get us on legally is television to promote Boston's favorite son. Hi. What am I doing here? Why? You guys aren't talent agents, are you? Yes. You are? I mean, I don't represent anyone or, or do any work. Yet. Yet. But I do intend to take 10%, Jonathan, of you. Of, of me? By any means. Assets, flesh, thoughts, ambitions, life. I might just take 10% of your life. Have your house on weekends and whatever's in it. What's a ten, what's ten percent of a week, Jonathan? Uh, it's like eighteen hours, I think. Okay, well then, eighteen hours. I get your house, and I can watch whatever I want on television, even porn stars, the hit History Channel TV show about porn stars. My uh, some of people in my family love that show. Try to get me to watch it. I can't. It's very bad. <laughs> uh, there is something about the formula that is hypnotic, though, because I, I hate to admit it, I have watched a lot of porn stars. I've watched a lot of porn stars. A lot of people have. They get hooked by the characters, the uh, schlubby one and the other one, and they uh, buy and sell, I guess, right? Jonathan. Yes. Jonathan. Mm-hmm. You should run a porn shop. That would get you back on television. (laughs) Because that's what we're all here for, right? To get me back on television. To get you, to make you a world-class celebrity again. Because for all of the lovely children listening at home, tell them, Jonathan, why your name is Jonathan Off. Road rules, northern trails. That's what you were on. Is that right? Don't don't lie and say you weren't. Don't make a liar of me. Were you on it? I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't make a liar of you. I was on Road Rules season five. Season five, Northern Trails, which was the northern the Northern Trail. And that's why your name is Jonathan Off Road Rails Northern Trails, or sometimes Jonathan Off Real World, depending on how I feel about it at the time. Yeah, if I feel like calling you Jonathan Off Real World. Or Jonathan off MTV. That sounds quite legit. Oh, geez, that sounds very legitimate. If we just tell people you're Jonathan off MTV, we don't have to specify it was in 1998. 
We don't have to specify that. It was that long ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 20, and in 97, too, I think. I was on the Real World casting special, and I didn't get on that show. Is that where they put plaster on your leg? Because <laughs> I, I would watch half an hour of people putting plaster on your leg, which they might have to do, because I had this other great idea to make you famous, Jonathan, again, yeah. to restore order, because I think... MTV screwed you over. I think they did you in. I think they played you like a kipper, son. Like a kipper? Like a kipper. And I'll, I'll tell you about that in a moment. But I think there will be a show where you get plaster casts done all over your body. Because the easiest... Like, I've looked at your profile. I've looked at the work you've done since 1998. Not a lot of telly work. Not a lot of television work, not a lot of film work, if we're being honest. I think you're being honest, yeah. You were in a musical about a serial killer. That's true. That was a short film. You were very good in that. Oh, wow. I was really disappointed. Uh, he was very good myself. in that. Well, thank you. You were very, you were, you were delicious in that. You were like a big, delicious, juicy lollipop full of natural juices and flavors. And I wanted to suck you all up when I watched you do it in, in the show, in, in, in really? your musical about I looked like a creepy, like, mix between Reggie Fizemi and, uh, Norman Osborne in that. I yeah. Had, that does like... it for me. <laughs> that's, that's my ideal look. With a little bit of Uncle Festa thrown in. I definitely have a little bit of that, for sure. Yeah. yeah. You're my little Festa jester. <laughs> and that's why I love you, Jonathan Off-Road Rolls. Thanks, Jim. I love you, too, in a way. Anyway, the point is, the best way to get you famous is to have you throw yourself in front of random cars in the streets of Boston <laughs> and hope one of the drivers is Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> it's unlikely. Robert Downey Jr. doesn't live in the area. Um, why would I want it to be him? Would that make me famous? Yeah, of course. Sure, you'd be the guy who got hit by Robert Downey Jr. I mean, come on. Right, Conrad, explain to him, explain to Jonathan our charge of who we are a custodian. Ex ex explain to him, please, how fast the track to fame it would be for him if, with a car... Jonathan hit Robert Downey Jr. did. Well, I mean, science actually has a theorem for it. it call, it's called the transitive property of celebrity auto accidents. Tell me more. Wow. See, and and, and it, 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 it demonstrates that the amount of fame gained from an automobile accident is directly proportional to the amount of fame that a celebrity has. And I don't think mm. you'll find a bigger celebrity right now than the Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. Mm. Sure. The Avenger. Yeah. I mean, he's just, he's just come off the set of Iron Guy 3, Slam Dunk Home Run, <laughs> where Iron Guy has to win it for the team in both the sports of baseball and soccer. Whoa. Will he get a slam dunk home run while also fighting Spider-Man? <laughs> the Spider-Man is going to blow up Manhattan and Iron Guy is going to have to save the day and also win it for the teams. That doesn't... That sounds made up. That sounds like fiction. Nope. The New York boys, that's the name of the baseball team, and the New York Lads, that's the name of the, uh, the soccer team there. It's almost the same name. It's just one word difference, I think. They're running out of ideas. 
the the amount of soccer teams that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has had by now, it's, it's I think it's well, it's got to be two for every movie, hasn't it? So yeah, they're really out of ideas. Yeah, and still the the fact that Spider Man has turned uh, to bad. It's a heel turn, I think they call that, when you're going to blow up Manhattan. Mm, Spider-Man's always been bad. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. We're, to- we're talking about Johan Spider-Man. <laughs> not, not the Spider-Man, which is a completely different superhero altogether. We're talking about the villain, Johan Spider-Man. It, I, it, I, he hates music. <laughs> what? Like Shredder in the Turtles Back in Their Shells tour. Or out of their shells tour. I forget what they were doing with their shells in that tour. I think they were out of their shells. It was the 90s. Wild times. Speaking of the 90s. Yes. <coughs> harumph, harumph. Uh, I've got a real issue with MTV's road rules. I think they've been edging you out. There is a story to that. Uh, I was actually recently on a podcast by a ex-road rules person named Susie Meister. She's been on the Real World Road Rules Challenge, I think, seven times. And I told her about why they don't like me and don't want me on MTV anymore. It's a story I could tell. Oh. But I don't want to get in the way of, of, of what you're oh, thinking. Oh, no, 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 no. You tell us, because I was reading up on it. Oh, yeah? I was I was watching old episodes. I'll talk about that in a bit. Um, but I was researching, and all of the other ones got to go back on with different things and have challenges yeah and and like tara gets to go on challenges yep tara mcdaniel great person uh uh joe gets to go on challenges joe yeah there's no joe that's <laughs> made up royston wet pickles <laughs> that's not uh, ronnie got to go on flavor of love <laughs> i don't think any of them Maybe they did. I haven't really kept kept up like I should. It was uh, Tara, Dan, Ronnie, and and Noah, and me, Jonathan. Yep. Yeah. It was actually the first season of Road Rules to have six contestants or or members or whatever it was you were. Oh yeah, we were shocked. We had to do a six person bungee jump. Yeah, yeah. With two cameras filming us the whole time. Yeah, I think they did you dirty. I think they they screwed you over. And I I tell you where they screwed you over. Yeah. Because I'm basing everything I know about Road Rules on the one episode I saw. Or at least the one episode I started. I tried to watch Road Rules. It was the most insipid five minutes of my life. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's simple television. It's feel-good 22 minutes of... Kids just splashing around. You had a backwards baseball cap on, sunshine. Sometimes, yeah, I did. I wore a Dragon Ball t-shirt, and this was back in 97, 98, uh, before Dragon Ball was a hit. So I was edgy with my Dragon Ball t-shirt and my hat on backwards. Good boy. 21 years ago. It's true. That's a good Dragon Ball boy. Good, good. I'm pleased at that. I'm pleased that you represented Dragon Ball before anyone else in the world had heard of it. And that's another thing we could do to get you famous. If you do the Chacho circuit, um, Stephen Colbert and David Letterman, if you go on those two shows at the same time and tell everyone that you're the discoverer of Dragon Ball Z, that you went to Japan and you found the bloke doing it, 
Harry Scranton. I just found I found Harry Scranton. Yeah, you found Harry Scranton, right? He was doing Dragon Ball just by himself. In an alleyway. Mm. He was doing those, like, um, caricatures of people. Pay me some money and I'll do a caricature of you and your kid. And you buy it for some money and then fuck off. Um, he was doing those, but the caricatures just kept looking like Goku. And then you found it and said, this is brilliant. And he says, but it's not, it's not a three-year-old girl who wants a drawing done of her. It's fucking Goku. (laughs) And then you said, what's Goku? And he said, I don't know. And then you said, let's put him in Dragon Ball Z. Boom. And then you, <laughs> Let's put him in you it. invented Dragon Ball Z. You should take credit for it. Wow, because I wore that t-shirt. Uh, that's a stretch. It's just, well, it's, no, don't think of it as, as a, think of it as an embellishment of the legend of Jonathan f- from Road Rules. Right. Road Rules, Jonathan. And- Jonathan the Road Rules boy, come good once again. Boston's favorite son. I mean. You'll be treated like a hero. The inventor of Dragon Ball Z, Jonathan off road rolls. Big picture of your face next to a picture of Goku with I drew him underneath. <laughs> it's getting a little bit embellished again. Uh, yeah, a little bit embellished. I... Yeah. Anyway, Jonathan, when are you going to raise a box of pigs? <laughs> I did. That, that's what, that was an episode of Road Rolls, one of my favorite ones. That. That was the five minutes I saw. It was a good five minutes, I gotta that's, say. <laughs> that's a better episode than some other ones, in my opinion, because the pigs are pretty charming and it's innocent yeah. television. One of the guys was having a go at the pigs. One of the, the children that are starring in the show. I don't know how reality TV shows work. Are you contestants? Are you stars? What the hell are you, Jonathan? That's what we've got to find out first before we package you and make you famous once more. Back then, they just called us cast members. We uh, did little contests, but it didn't really matter who won or lost. As long as nobody got kicked off the show, we all got the prize at the end. Yeah. Which was a trip to Greece. Ooh. To Greece. Yeah. How was Greece? I brought my mom and I immediately got poison ivy all over my face. And she said... Mm. Jonathan, just rub some salt in it. It'll be fine. Just rub some salt in your face. So I was like, all right, Mom. You're, you're my parent. You're here to take care of me. So I'll rub the salt in. And it just hurt. But she's like, it's a natural remedy. It'll dry it out. You'll be fine. Two weeks of poison ivy all over my face. Very salty. Salty to, to the touch. Did you bring the pigs? No, but I, to this day, I, I do not eat pork chops. Ah, uh, the salt from the bacon would have... Uh, <laughs> no! Would have I, that poison ivy down. Once you've taken care of pigs for a week, I'm getting loud about this. I'm passionate about this. If you if you take care of pigs, it's like taking care of people or, or kittens or something. Like, you can't eat them after that. They're, they're, they're truly wonderful animals. Haven't eaten it since. Uh, okay, hang on now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got a family with a farm. <laughs> you can raise them and eat them. No. You can raise them and eat them. Really? All night long. All night long, pigs screaming. That's what that's what Conrad has to put up with. All all night long. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's real easy to kill them. Really? I can't do it myself. I just... 
Okay, here's the thing. Did you you stopped at the point when the pig was still small? You see, yeah, it's, sure, it's charming then. Yeah, it was. They, they, they were. do not stay that way. But they're smart and they're like uh, affectionate and playful. They are like Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> so what I'm what I'm getting from this conversation is that when we film Johnny's pig box, <laughs> we won't go with the. The, the, the big climax at the end where you slaughter them and have lovely chops for your Friday dinner. Wow, no. What's no. Johnny's pig box? Uh, what? Right. Yeah? Tell, tell me about that. Before people accept you again as a celebrity, they need to have accepted you for the first time. Again. So we need to remind them of your hilarious adventures on MTV's The Road Rules Number 5 Mission to Moscow. We need to remind them of, of everything that made you great. So you're gonna raise a box of pigs. Uh I mean so I was I was uh one of six people on a show that was like the less popular of a reality show duo, real world and road rules. Yeah. And this is before anyone liked reality shows. This was like <laughs> I mean to be fair, you were a spin off. Yeah, I'm on a, I was on a spin off of a show nobody watches anymore. Road rules got cancelled, uh not I think like maybe five years after I was on it, it was not, yeah. it's not even in reruns. You can't buy it on DVD. It's a truly uncared about show. And that makes you angry. No, no, no. It's good. It makes you angry because you got passed over because MTV didn't invite you back. Like it invited back Tara and, and Noah and Dan or biscuit shed Jones, <laughs> biscuit cheddar Jones, biscuit shed Jones. <laughs> he was always bringing biscuits into the, the road rule shed. That was dragged behind on the big uh, caravan there. Oh, they, they well, the the crew had another uh, Winnebago that was much nicer than ours because they were working. We didn't really have to work; we were just getting to goof off yeah. on camera. But but yeah, uh, I was a little sad they never asked me to come back. It made me feel like I did a bad Bitter. job or something. Well, more like guilty, resentful. Like, no, more like I failed them, and that's why they didn't want me back. But well. I did actually really make them mad once, which is why I've always guessed they never asked me back. Um, yeah. I guess I could tell that story now. Oh. Should I do I, it? I, I will consult with my legal team. Okay. Um, bang a bottle on the desk. It's all fine. I made enough of a banging sound with the bottle to convince myself that a judge had banged his gavel and said everything was fine. <laughs> So I'm okay to tell the story, you mean? Absolutely. Absolutely more. Okay. Well, I'll try to I'll try to keep it brief. Um, Can I keep your briefs? <laughs> Just as a souvenir, I've never podcasted with a celebrity before. You absolutely can keep my briefs. They're, uh, they're a little big. They're a little baggy. But they do the job. They keep me covered. Yeah. I'll, I'll keep them after the pilot episode of um, Johnny's Pig Box. <laughs> Sure. Um, for sure. reasons we'll find out later, but tell us the great story, please. Okay, I'll, I'll again try to keep it brief. So they had just started doing real-world road rules challenges. I think it was the year two thousand, actually. I think so. And they were doing a show called the Real World Road Rules Challenge two thousand, and the theme song goes "Real World Road Rules Challenge two thousand, like real sassy, like getting up to like <laughs> we're really doing I it. I feel sassed. To be honest, I feel fucking insulted. 
<laughs> and I was excited. They were coming to Boston, where I'm from. And yeah, I wanted yeah, to yeah. check in. The crew called me and said, we're coming to Boston. We never really got to talk. We just filmed you for 11 weeks, but we weren't allowed to talk to you because it's technically a documentary, I guess. So I talked to them, and that was fun. And then they said, you can go talk to the cast if you want. But uh, once you do, we can never talk to you again. I'm like, uh, all right. So I talked to the cast, and they didn't like me at all. They were like, what's this guy doing here? Uh, Which made me feel a little bit bad. And then I started to feel sassy. Then I started to think, why didn't they pick me for this show? I'm good, too. I'm going to be on this show now, whether they like it or not. And I'm going to do it my way, frankly. Whether uh, anyone likes it is not my concern. This is about me. It's a little me time. So I think the real world Road Rules people got mad at me because I snuck into one of their challenges, the real world Road Rules Challenge 2000, and dressed up like a minotaur that had Mm. detachable nunchucks for horns and uh, got beat up by some male models who were mud wrestling in there and i didn't run it by them i thought it would be fun i'm a fan of the wwf slash wwe it's always funny when someone unannounced just runs in oh yeah a run-in is a classic bit isn't it great and the and the uh the announcer of the thing knew it was me and was like in on it and was screaming jonathan's in the ring and i was like yeah it's a true wwf moment but they edited me out of that episode yeah all you can see is like my sneaker because they weren't happy I did it. All because you dressed up like a kaiju big battle minotaur. Yeah, all because I dressed up like a kaiju big battle minotaur and See? wanted to accentuate the excitement of their show. But, you know, you know how it is. You've got a plan. Somebody else makes their plan more important than your plan by usurping your authority. Oh, but if you were one of the more popular cast members on Road Rolls, if you were Shovels McDooligan... They just said, oh, please, dress up as other fantastical mythological monsters and get back in the ring. We want to see your Hydra. You know what it is? They felt threatened by Jonathan's raw charisma. Because mm-hmm. uh... they knew how far he could fly. They knew how high he could drive. Well, I mean... They knew that he could exceed their grasp, and so they just had to do everything in their power to keep him tethered to Earth. I... Yep. No, I was They not. knew that Jonathan was a bullet of raw fame and he was headed straight for their balls. <laughs> it, it's really more that I am just not what people want to watch on TV, really. I mean, I'm just not. I contest that. Okay. I contest that. You are Boston's favorite son. The very reason you are able to dress up like a minotaur and dive into a wrestling ring is because you have been and will be again a local Boston celebrity, and from then on, the country, followed by the world, followed by the moon, is only natural for you and your global, universal tendrils of influence. Wouldn't you like to have some tendrils of influence? Uh, sure. I mean, I try to do good with it. I try to make the world better, but it, it it's reality TV, so it's not influential. It's It's junk food. It's garbage that no one respects. And um, what you're saying is you need to go highbrow. Uh, uh, maybe. Yeah, I could try. It depends. You go highbrow, raise your class, and then raise your profile. And that's where that's where Johnny's <laughs> box of pigs comes in. That doesn't sound 
Highbrow. That sounds. Oh. Uh, that sounds. Uh, what was her name? Not Baby Kristen. Uh, honey Boo Boo. Is that right? It sounds like a Honey Boo Boo type thing, like a like a hoedown. We could call you Johnny Boo Boo. <laughs> Would you like to be Johnny Johnny Boo Boo's box of pigs? Johnny Boo Boo's pig box surprise. Supreme. No, Supreme, we're classing it up, so it will be Supreme. Like a luxury box of pigs. Johnny Boo Boo's Pig Box Supreme. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's got a good ring to it. How's that? Uh, I've never seen anything like it, so it would be different. It would be innovative, for sure. Right, right. Let, Let me explain. Let me explain why it's more highbrow and artistic than anything Honey Boo Boo's ever done. And stop worrying about what Honey Boo Boo's doing. I, I'm not that worried. I just, it's not highbrow at all. We She's... announced throughout the streets of Boston that Jonathan's coming home. <laughs> Jonathan off road rolls and the real world is coming home for the day. I, I haven't left really. I, I did go to San Francisco to do a, a, a web show for a few yeah. months. But other than that, yeah. I've been here the whole time. We are... We are in the world of celebrity. You okay. haven't been on TV since 1998. You've been clinically dead since 1998. You haven't aged. You haven't experienced change. Oh, my You're God. You're still wearing a baseball cap backwards. <laughs> That's not true. And you will in this. Because we're reminding people with this show, this is just to ease you back into celebrity. You, you will branch off of reality TV from this highbrow reality show. So we tell everyone, we put flyers up. I take out ads in local radio, I put it on the internet, I tweet it out, I get people to tweet. Um, A big grey square on Instagram, a hashtag, Johnny's Box of Pigs, Johnny Boo Boo's Pig Box Supreme, hashtag, how about that for you? And and we tell everyone that you are going to be in Boston Park. What's the park in Boston? Uh, Fenway Park? Fenway Park, right? You're going to go to Fenway Park and you're going to stand in the middle of it and tell everyone you're going to be there at 12 noon on Wednesday. Okay? People turn up to Fenway Park Wednesday noon. You walk out. You are wearing Y-fronts and a T-shirt with the MTV Road Rules logo on it. I don't know if they have a logo. I guess they have a... They have a title screen. I could wear that. I mean, I I will have gotten some permanent marker and I will have just written road rules on a white t-shirt. And we, we just put that on you. You are carrying in one hand, you're pulling behind yourself a trolley with a box in it. And the box is screaming really loud. There's a lid on it, but it's really loud. You can hear it coming through the air holes. <laughs> Like all that, just nightmarish, ghastly almost, in the middle of Boston, in the middle of Fenway Park. In the other, in your other hand, um, a bushel of poison ivy <laughs> to remind people of that time you went to Greece. They don't know. On road no. rules. That's an unknown story that's never, I mean, people know it now. You just told us, you just told us, right, with, with your... With your road rules lawsuit money that you won in a lawsuit against them, you took it to Greece on and road rules. For some reason, they still had you on the show while you were suing them. You went to Greece, you ate a bunch of poison ivy and got itchy insides. <laughs> and uh, and I needed the salt for that. It's true. Yeah, yeah. So what you're going to do is stand out 
in the middle of Fenway Park and rub the poison ivy on your bare thighs, your creamy, creamy thighs, right? Till it gets nice and bubbly down there, nice and red raw, okay? And then you stand in front of everyone and say, I am Jonathan from Road Rolls. Everyone's gathered around. They're all watching. They're in awe at this. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like Tiananmen Square all over again. They can't believe what they're seeing. They realize they're witnessing history. You stand there in front of a gaggle of, of people, gawping, staring, and you say, I am Jonathan from Road Rolls. You will remember me from it. And here I am. I'm stood before you. Look at me. Acknowledge me. <laughs> Understand who and what I am. Do you not see me? Not, don't just look at me. See the real me. I am Jonathan. I am from Road Rules. <laughs> so, so they leave all, they, they know it's me. They, they, they came to the, the event for some reason not, uh, with an awareness that it was me. But you want them to see the real you. You say to them, you say to them, I am Jonathan. I am naked and ashamed. And I stand before you. And then you, you say to them, you, you get on your knees. You take your shirt off. What? And, and there's something written on your chest, right? There's something written on your chest. And... You say what's written on your chest as you take your shirt off. You bellow it so everyone can see what's been written there in lipstick. So you take off the shirt. Everyone's reading it. And as they're reading it, you say, throw your arms out and just say, I am Jonathan from Road Rules. And I'm here to get my cummies. <laughs> get my cummies. <laughs> yes. Oh. It's just really. Uh, uh, it, it would make the papers for sure. It would make the newspapers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Local Bostonites heroically save reality TV star by spunking on his thighs, so the salt will deal with the poison ivy. Wait, so can you hear the train in the background? <laughs> They're very excited. They're off to tell the press about this great new show idea. I'm going to ask people to ejaculate on me? Well, I mean, they're going to just put two and two together. You're going to be there on your knees, yelling, and with it written on your chest, I'm Jonathan from Real World, and I'm here to get my cummies. And that they'll, naturally, they'll provide. Human psychology says they will. Wow. I So, I didn't know that's what cummies meant. So, score one for me, I guess. But it's troubling. Because this is this is a like a bukake situation you're talking about. No, this is a medical emergency. You've got poison ivy on your legs. <laughs> Sounds much more like uh, like pornography. Sounds illicit. No, we'll we'll film it from like waist up, <laughs> unless it's a close up on your face, in which we'll need to pixelate it. But I want to see most of your expression of relief. Um, well, we'll just have to be careful. We can show your face, but not your legs or your chest, because I will be there to point out that uh, he might be allergic to lipstick as well, folks. So uh, deal with that on his chest. Wash that off. I mean, I, I guess 
what I would say, you know, because I'm sensing a little bit of hesitance on on your part, Jonathan. And yeah, I mean, I've, I'm a, a mild mannered salary man now. I've got a normal job. I can't be known for this kind of thing. Things have really changed a lot since you were a celebrity in 1998. And mm-hmm. while you may not have changed at all in the intervening years, the world really has. And so now the name of the game is all about engagement, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Marilyn Manson's passe now. Why not get cummed on in the park? <laughs> Marilyn, Marilyn Manson, um, the reason he's passe, I mean, but even if he wasn't, I don't want to get cummed on in a park. I, I, I want to keep it clean my, my whole life. It's important. I'm a, I'm a dad. I'm a bald dad. Yeah. I, I weigh like 220 pounds. I'm not thin. I, I, I get paid by the hour. Normal guy. You are built like a crystalline shithouse. You are beautiful no matter what they say. <laughs> I have been jogging. My blood pressure went up, so I've got to gotta watch it a little bit. It started out on medication. They got you jogging. I'm jogging, yeah. You'll be in the park. Perfect place for a jog. It'll <laughs> Most of it will come off in the wind. <laughs> But the, the the yeah I'm okay with going to the park. It's the 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 ejaculating that I I can't do. Jonathan, if if look if you're worried about taking your clothes off and having people see your Savage Garden tattoo, don't worry, we'll cover it up. <laughs> yeah, we'll take care of that in post. Yeah, I know you've fine. always sort of been playing it close to your chest. You've always been coy about whether or not you're a fan of Savage Garden, and I know you want to keep that going because it's like a it's like a will they won't they situation like Moonlightning. But with you and, and listening to a Savage Garden compact disc. I only sort of remember who Savage Garden is. Did they sing Light Shine Down? Or is that Here's the problem, Jonathan. Uh-huh. Is you are the Savage Garden of MTV. Is people half remember you and think you did that other one, Light Shine Down, which yeah. you didn't do. That was the Heaven Smiles. That was the Heaven Smiles. Yeah, that was the name of that band. Yeah, Savage Garden was truly madly deeply. Is that a song? Really? They were known for that song and another song called Soup Galore. <laughs> Big how'd, fan of how'd, soup in the garden. How'd Soup Galore go? Do you remember that one? Soup Galore, Soup Galore, let's all eat it in Bangalore. <laughs> Who's there at the door? It's Jonathan from Road Rules and he's got a box of pigs. Um, yeah, because you've got a box of pigs throughout all this, um, and and that's most of the show is you looking after a box of pigs. But we got to up the ante because it's been quite a while since 1998, so we've had to add more animals in things. So you've got your box of pigs, okay? Uh-huh. You've got a bucket of crows, and you've got a paper bag with eels in it. Eels? Eels? <laughs> paper bag? Yeah. <laughs> uh, your first challenge. Because we're doing challenges, like a proper reality TV show. Your first Road Rules Boxo Pig Supreme Challenge is to get the paper bag of eels back to your house. Oh, it, they're 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 gonna die, and they're <laughs> no, they're not. They're eels. <laughs> eels die easy. I've, I've seen, seen eels singing in a film. But that's why this is your first objective: is that you've got to get those eels home quick. Yeah. For every eel that every eel that dies, you have to eat. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. If you if you get them all home alive, you get an Amazon gift certificate for twenty five dollars. 
And if you have any dye, if they fall out the bag, if they exasperate, then sorry, that's dinner <laughs> sorted out for you. Why, why but on I the wanna... plus side, you don't have to eat the pigs. Oh wow, I that would make me feel really bad. Why yeah. would why would why would I want to be on this show? Why wouldn't I just quit? This I've show? got a more important question than that. Yeah. How are you going to keep the crows in the bucket? Yes, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> challenge time. Ah, that's the challenge horn. Ah, get those crows in that bucket. We've put you in a room full of crows. We have, It's like Alfred Hitchcock's The Fucking Birds in there. You've been armed with a bucket and there is detritus on the floor. Bits of ceramic, a plate, uh, some glasses, wood boards, um, so a handful of nails. Um, enough for you to craft, I guess, a lid and or a catching utensil. Every crow that's still in that room and not in that bucket, you've got to eat. <laughs> that's... Hmm. No. I mean, come on. That's... Who wins in that? The crows don't win. I don't win. Nobody wins. The viewers, they're not going to want to... This is just going to make people feel bad. How would they not want to... S- I can think of nothing I'd rather see more, right, than you in a room with 50 crows in it trying to keep them all in a bucket. And don't say it's impossible because they fit fewer birds than that into a gigantic pie. I mean, how do you think all the birds got into the room in the first place? By bucket? In the bucket. They 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 went in in the the bucket. In the bucket. We bucketed those crows. So they all fit in there once. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they want to go back in the bucket. If I were you, I would hurry up with it because we're also piping in the sounds of many pigs screaming through giant speakers. Just constant. That's a tough noise. I've heard that. Yeah. Some of it will be me mixed in with the pigs. Just going, Jonathan! That's, yeah, the, it, I mean, David Lynch has a career. A lot of people have careers with this kind of stuff, but it usually doesn't have this level of, like, wanton cruelty, like, real human sorrow. What? Wait, whoa, 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 cruelty? Hang on, whoa. What? what? I, cruel to animals, cruel to me. It's, it's, it's pornographic without being erotic. It's just, like, feel-bad <laughs> pornography. The kind that makes you uh, wonder about whether you even want to be on this planet or whether it's all just a nightmare. This is high-class entertainment, you cad. (laughs) This is Shia LaBeouf-level performance art that we're doing. I just saw him in iRobot, and he's a pretty good actor. Um, But yeah, no, this is... This will be stuff that gets written about before I go to jail. And that's about it. It's, it's going to be a very short-lived window of fame. People will talk about me in a in a bad way. They'll think I'm a bad person, and that will be that for my whole life, really. I don't think they will. Yeah, that doesn't sound right to me. I'm watching a show about a man in his underpants with Give Me My Cummies written on his chest in lipstick, trying to get a bag of eels home, and then trying to catch crows in a bucket. Huh? And you know what I'm thinking? What's that? 
I'm thinking I want to buy the product of whoever is advertising on this. Well, of course. I want a Sprite as much as the next person. Uh, I don't think Sprite's gonna... Delicious, cooling, refreshing Sprite. Proud sponsors of Johnny Boo Boo's Pig Box Supreme. Mmm, drink it down while I touch these pigs. (laughs) They won't touch this show with a 10-foot pole. It's really hard these days. You'll touch the pigs, though. Every episode's 10 minutes dedicated to you just touching the pigs, just like poking, prodding at them, stroking their backs. Just good, good pig. That, that, that could happen. And then the tagline will, the tagline for Sprite will be associated with pig touching. <laughs> I don't know. The, the, there pig is... touching brought to you by Sprite. <laughs> pig touching funny. is going to be the next Fortnite. <laughs> that doesn't sound. It doesn't sound right. It's it's uh, there is a market for just being nice to animals. That's a, a show I could get behind. But yeah. if you call it pig touching, it just sounds suggestive. It sounds troubling a little bit. Jonathan. Yeah. Do you have any celebrity dirt from your your rubbing shoulders with the greats? Uh, I saw garbage the band mm. once they were they were nice oh i see what you've done i said when i said celebrity dirt you have hit me back with a dirty celebrity garbage yeah Garb- yeah and then i would fire back with saying oh well i once met danny filth in a bookshop <laughs> i really i wasn't being that witty it's just i i did meet garbage i saw okay. them around and liam lynch he directed uh that Tenacious D movie that did really badly, bombed. I mm-hmm. think it's called The Pick of oh. Destiny. Syphil and Ollie, that was his, wasn't it? Yeah, we, we mm-hmm. talked about that for a long time. Really nice guy. Oh. Yeah. It's not really it's not really a racy story. It's not something that's going to get you in the papers. Mm, no. I'm glad, to, I'm glad Garbage was nice. They were very nice, yeah. I think we all feel like nice garbage sometimes. Yeah, I think I feel like that a lot of the time, yeah. Yeah. And it's my job to lift you up out of that. Out of the garbage? Out of out of the garbage. I mean, I just am garbage. I'm I'm forty. Get you out of life stink pot. I'm bald and tired looking. I'm really not. Uh, I get a lot of comments uh, about how I'm worse than I was. People will <laughs> say like, "Hey, dude, what happened? Wow." Are you okay? I'm like, I'm just. This is just a normal Tuesday for me. What's wrong? Well, oh, look at this picture of you from 10, 20 years ago. Oh yeah, geez, I really have fallen apart. Like, it's worse than Shatner now compared to Shatner in the original Star Trek. There's a greater yeah. gap, a greater uh, decay, I guess you could say. And he's like 80, so. If I'm worse than Shatner, I really am the all-time worst, I think. I think maybe maybe you are worse than Shatner. And that that means that we're going to have to have these sessions, these consultation sessions with your life coach and your agent uh, a lot. I forgot that that was what this was. You guys are... This was life coaching. That's just how natural it is. That's just how... How comfortable I like to feel, uh, I like to make my clients feel, but also how comfortable I like to feel as well. Because I like to feel that I can be comfortable in the presence of my client. 
So if I wanted to wear Bermuda shorts with the netting worn through in your house, I could do that. But you didn't coach me. You just you you, you pitched a show <laughs> idea that was really okay. bad. It was really troubling like, and bad. Yeah. Your your career is troubling and bad right now. So we've got to fix it. And we'll we'll start. Oh, here's some life coaching for you. Okay. Okay. To let you know that even someone as successful and attractive and horny as me can also have problems in their life. You want to hear about my problem? Yeah, sure. Okay. I've, uh, I'm worried about you already. Yeah, okay. Well, it goes like this, and brace yourself. Okay. I mean, brace yourself. I'm braced. I'm in the grocery store. I'm in the Kroger doing my shopping, okay? Bread, milk, some Frozens, okay? Maybe some raisin bread if I'm feeling it. Don't judge me. I'm living my American modern life, my Rocco's modern life. Come on. I'm doing my shopping. I think, right... You know what I want sweet tonight? Some mints. I have some minced beef, some mince meat. I want some mints. God damn it. So I'm there looking at the chickens, seeing how fresh they are. I'm fingering the roast chickens and I look over and there's the mints. I go over to the mints, reach out to pick it up. Another hand places scrawny fingers on the mints first. I'd made it very clear I was going for that mince. So I look along the arm, look up the neck, look at the face. It's Dustin Diamond from Saved by the Bell. Yes, Conrad. Is this a a true story? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I swear down. Really? I swear to Jesus above and below. I swear on my life. I swear on the last packet of mints in a croaker. Because he is legitimately famous. Like, people still... I think it was just a couple of days ago somebody was telling me, yeah, you know, Dustin Diamond always wanted to be Shaggy or something like that. Like, he's known by name. Yeah. His ambitions are also known and talked about in 2019. You should be having a show with him. He's someone who you could legitimately work with to reboot their career. You think I'm going to work with that Mint Ninja? (laughs) I don't think so. Big time in me in the beef section. Look, look. Let me ex- let me really run down here, because he looked me in the eyes before he lifted the mints off that shelf and took it away and just walked off. Didn't even say a word. Wow. Didn't even make a joke about how awkward it was because I think that was pretty awkward. Even if he thinks he was right to pick that mints up, which he wasn't, because I'll tell you for now. And again, I swear down. I absolutely swear on this. I swear to Jesus above and below. I swear on my own life. I swear on my favourite sandwiches. I saw him headed towards the mints, and if I hadn't have knocked shoulders with another customer on the way there, I'd have gotten to it. I was closer to the mints. I know that, and he knows that. There was that was, and it was the last one in the store of that brand. Yes, my favourite brand. <laughs> but Dustin Diamond, big time in me at the beef. In my egress from the chicken, sniped in. And I'll tell you this, I can't prove this bit. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm relatively certain. I swear down. I'm relatively certain. That last foot between him and the mince, he lunged. <laughs> I swear on it. He lunged for that mince. Uh, but you could, you, 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 you could just get some other ones. He's he's a competitor. He's sneaky. He's, you know, he's a chess player. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He was thinking two, three moves ahead on that mince. He was 
playing 4D meat chess, essentially. <laughs> but there's two there's two things about this. One, yeah. um, you could have just got some other mints, but I've said that a few times. Two, no, that was the last mints. It's not like bread, Jonathan. If some if some arsehole takes the last of the bread, right, I can just go to a, a, a worker at the store and say, excuse me, worker at the store, is there any more bread out back? I can't do that with fresh mints. Am I going to wait for them to chop up the cow? It was fresh mints that day. It was my favorite brand of mints. There, there's the. Oh, I didn't check. I, I don't want to. I hear you. I'm just going to leave it at that. I hear what you're saying. I didn't check. I didn't want people to think I was delusional for thinking that you can get more meat that day. There's other stories, but I'm going to. Two, you are much more successful than Dustin Diamond right now. You are a hit. You've got millions of views on on the future of of media, which is uh, the internet, YouTube, iTunes. You're doing so well, Dustin Diamond. He's he's not doing very well. Uh, his problem is his life is garbage. <laughs> That's a hush. Your problem is you didn't get some meat. I'm just putting it in perspective here. But I didn't get mints. I had to make do. With chicken, sausages, and bacon that night. Sounds delicious. <laughs> you had a delicious afternoon. Evening. I took the chicken, I filled wow. it with sausages, and I wrapped bacon around it. I call oh, it wow. the three meat problem. And you just you felt empty inside afterwards, I'm sure, because where was the mince? Because you knew Dustin had it. There was a mint-shaped hole in my heart, like a like a meaty clump hole in my heart that I needed to fill with mints, but no, I was mint-sniped in a croaker by Dustin Diamond. And now blood is continuing to flow through that passage. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure there'll be another problem with Dustin Diamond next week. I hope not, for his sake. <laughs> I'm because pretty sure. Dustin is doing poorly, and if anything, we should be reaching out to him to try to support him. That's my opinion, and I'll just leave it, leave it at that. Okay. Well then... <laughs> You, th- you think on. So what you're trying to say is you don't want to be hit by a, a car in the hopes that Robert Downey Jr. is <laughs> driving it. No, that sounds very dangerous. And again, like if you come to me with an idea like, Jonathan, we think we can access your talent, exploit um, a, a trend where you're going to be able to actually offer something worthwhile in a, in a window of opportunity. Sure, I'll, I'll definitely consider that. Uh, but getting cummed on or just getting hit by a car, <laughs> thats neither of those meet the criteria. You know, I hate to sound harsh. What if you get hit by a car and then get cummed on? We could call it cum car <laughs> kink train. I don't know. I don't, we'll workshop the title. Is it better to get cummed on than hit by the car or hit by the car and then cummed They're on? They're both bad. It's really... It I, depends if it's raining because you, mm. you don't want a hydroplane. Right. I don't even feel like I should be saying cummed on on a, on a show, on a podcast. Like that alone is going to potentially get me in trouble. Just the word. I'm going to have to explain to my boss later like, oh, I meant uh, something else. Oh, no, no, no. It's fine. It is? I was born and raised in the little English village of Cumden. <laughs> Would you say we were talking about my hometown? <laughs> Hello, I come from the village of Cumden. 
that's the accent we all have. That's the that's my natural birth accent. I'm from Cumden. Thank you very much. It's not, it's not an accent. It's kind of just like you're uh, you're worried. You just sounded like upset a little bit, stressed. I'm not stressed. I'm living the life of Riley. I'm I'm confident that I'm on the fast track to success. Yeah, you're a huge success. I, I brag about the fact that I even know you. No, I'm not. I'm a D-lister. I go to GameStop and I say, hey, I used to talk to Jim Sterling sometimes. And they're like, oh my god, he's the best. Get out of my store. <laughs> you're a true success, Jim. It's great. No, 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 no. I will be, though. And, and, and when I rise... You yeah. will ride my coattails. Thanks. In a way, I feel like I need to become more famous as a movie producer, and then I can get plum Hollywood roles for you. That's that's one option. I I, I actually just talked to a movie producer really? who uh, knows John Krasinski. He produced a couple of movies for him. Oh yeah, yeah. He he was one half of the team that did like Dexter's Laboratory and powerpuff girls and all that <laughs> oh no good guess that's um craig mccracken i think you're thinking no about. no it was the other one you said wachowski what <laughs> this was jim from the office i'm talking about you remember the office and uh, yeah michael scott played mm-hmm. by steve carell and now he's Jack Ryan, so go figure. Now he's Jack Ryan. Yeah, so this guy is known. He's also a quiet place. You're right. Two. T-O-O. Coming. He, this the guy I know, we used to work together at Blockbuster Video. He has been friends with John Krasinski for almost 20 years and produced a couple of movies for him. He said they couldn't even get shows made. They wanted to make a show about John Krasinski being a garbage man, and they said no. We're not not allowing it. I'd commission that. Yeah. If you if you were the garbage, <laughs> like like CG. If if every every episode every episode he, he goes to take the garbage out and it's you naked in the garbage can saying, "Oh please, I'm so dirty," and he washes you and sends you on your way, and then by the end of the episode you're back in there naked. And he's like, "How did you do that?" And he goes, "Oh no." <laughs> Jim Jim from The Office is the star of this, is what you're saying. He's going to wash me. Yeah, he's, he's going to wash you down. He's married to Emily Blunt. He's, like, making millions yeah. of dollars. He's not going to wash me. He's- it's a show about futility. It's about you can't clean the garbage in your life. Because hmm. it'll always end up back in the trash saying, I'm so dirty, clean me again. It's very highbrow. Yeah. It's me. And he's like... I'm not going to hose you down, you weird naked man. I'm not a weird naked man. I'm garbage. I'm the garbage of your life. I'm teaching you a lesson. <laughs> to be honest, it's it's not really a scripted show. It, I, I have just taken your clothes off and pushed you into a garbage can outside John Krasinski's house. But I'm assuming he'll cotton on to what's going on and, and grab a hose. We, we can get his address legitimately. I, I could go to his house, but I, I don't think it's going to last this show. I think he's going to call the police. That's what most people would do. No, we, me and Conrad will fill you up with so much spaghetti that you can hardly move, right? You'll just be, oh, your body will just shut down as it tries to process all of that delicious spaghetti yum-yums that we've made for you. Um, that's when we take out our big scissors, cut the clothes off you like Rocky and Rocky Horror, and then uh, throw you. Well, we got to dirty you up first. We'll cover you in various toxins and slimes. Um, 
In fact, we, we could just uh, ditch the garbage stuff altogether if we cover you with enough toxic muck. You could be a tree frog. <laughs> what? That's, a, that's a different premise. Uh, there aren't many There aren't many celebrity tree frogs. I can't think of too many, you're right. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll cover you in... We'll cover you in toxic and delirious substances. We'll rub LSD into your skin. Wait a minute. Why did I even, for a second, <laughs> not contradict you? For just a second, I was like, good point about the tree frogs. <laughs> because you'll make, you realize this makes sense. No, it doesn't. I don't want to get covered in slimes. I, Jonathan, the world's living human tree frog, covered in, um, sna- we'll like rub snails on you. <laughs> I don't want I don't want you to rub snail and the snails too. Soak you in amyl nitrate. That sounds very bad for you. That sounds downright gross. I don't want well, to do it. It sounds bad. Tape them to a sapling. <laughs> oh. Don't you want to be covered in sap? Don't you want to be a sap man? <laughs> I'm the sap man. I don't like tree sap that much, but I don't hate it as much as toxic slime. So I guess we're moving the bar a little bit. Uh, we're edging closer. We're edging closer. Um, have you heard of the actor Willem Dafoe? Oh yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I could become a uh, world-renowned movie producer. If I pitch enough movies for Willem Dafoe to star in. That that makes total sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a logical progression of coming up with pitches for Willem Dafoe yeah. and being a world-renowned movie producer. Mm-hmm. One follows the other. Willem Dafoe will star in almost any old shit. Sure. So I reckon I can get him for these these films I've, I've been cooking up for him. Um, so I've got this movie I'm working on. Maybe y'all can help me um, sort of flesh this out. Um, but it's a movie called uh, Cupcakes for the Cake Cup. Cupcakes for the Cake Cup. Cake cake Cup. You're having a little difficulty with that. <laughs> it's hard. It's going to be tough. Well, I was thinking K-Cup because that's the like the pods oh, that for coffee, coffee come in mm-hmm. now for the Cupcakes curry. for the Cake Cup. Cupcakes right. yeah. for the Cake Cup. I can do it. Yeah. Now that you've got that down, mm. I'm going to blow your mind and we'll call it Cake Cup for the Cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> cake cup for the cupcake. Yeah, that actually makes a lot more sense because if you want a cupcake, you need a cake cup. Yeah. And that is where this film comes in. Okay. Willem Dafoe plays Jackpot Boomtown. <laughs> Jackpot Boomtown. Okay. Jackpot Boomtown. And he runs a factory, owns and operates family business, 52 years. A business, a factory that makes cake cups. The little cake, the little round cups with the frills. The, the cups for making cupcakes. The, the, yeah, that the cupcake mess goes in to make delicious cu- uh, cupcakes. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost said cupcake, cupcakes, <laughs> which is a different movie pitch altogether. We'll get to that another day. So, Willem Dafoe makes the, the cups for cupcakes. But there is a tragedy to his life. I've got it all, he says. I've got the best cake cake cup factory in New York. The wax paper is finely oiled. The little crinkly bits are jagged. You could poke a baby's eye out with these suckers. Jack Boomtown is this guy's name? <laughs> My name is Jackpot Boomtown. <laughs> Jackpot Boomtown, yeah. Jackpot Boomtown, and I own this factory making cakes. 
making cups for cakes, not cakes for cups. That's a different factory. And therein lies my tragedy. You see, all my life, raised by my father, all my life, I've been taught to make cups for cakes, but never... And he's looking directly at the camera at this. It's a, it's a <laughs> flat shot of his face. There's no editing. There's no camera cuts. Um, all my life, and I've never, not once, eaten a cupcake. We don't make them here. We just don't make them here. But I want to change all that. I want to change my life. It still hasn't cut away. I want to change my life for the better. Across the road, across the New York street, it's called New York Street. Across there, across the way, is a cupcake factory. And I'm gonna go over there and ask the owner if I can have one, so that finally a chocolate cupcake passes betwixt mine lips. So there's the premise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a great modern tragedy. So he goes across the street, knocks on the door. Let me, let me in! I want to eat a cupcake today! He's really, like, psyched for this. He looks at the camera again, eyes crossed, face red, veins broken. Like that. He could just buy a cupcake. They sell them in stores. He doesn't. Well... Let's follow the plot, because okay, why would right. he do that? There's a, there's a cupcake factory across the street from the cake cup factory. So he's going to knock on the door. Open that door! For Christ's sake! For the sake of our Lord! Door opens, and there's, like, evil laughter. <laughs> I don't think so. You will not be eating cupcakes from my cupcake factory. And you can all tell who that is from the voice. Uh, no. Who is that? Uh, Brendan Fraser? No, Charles Dance, of course, from my accurate impersonation. Mm. Charles who? It's not your fault. I just don't know who that is, yeah. Charles Dance, who was Tywin Lannister in Game of Thrones, and also he was in Alien 3 for a bit. Oh, yeah, he's a good actor. He's kind of like Jeffrey Jones, but not a pedophile. Yeah, he looks like Jeffrey Jones a bit, (laughs) but he doesn't do what Jeffrey Jones does. Right. One major difference is Charles Dance still gets acting jobs. Well, yeah, due to the lack of uh, pedophilia going on, it helps. Yeah. And he's been excellently cast in this because he's the villainous, the, the cruel capitalist cupcakes. That's his name. <laughs> capitalist cupcakes, director of the board. Ooh. <laughs> and this board has a nail in it. And that's what he says. I'm the director of the board of cupcakes. And this board has a nail in it. Oof. But the cupcakes have nails in it? No. No, the, the board has a... It's a threat. Fool. And you will not get these delicious cupcakes. Yeah. You won't be getting these cupcakes, you furry fool. <laughs> furry? Yes. <laughs> Show him the door, Beast Man! And then, covered in orange fur, is Brendan Fraser as Beast Man. Oh, oh, I'll show him the door, boss! I'll show him to the door! I'm Brendan Beast Man! I'm already at the door. I just, I, I knock, I'm knocking on it here again. I'll show him the door! 
to it to his own factory is what I meant. Go away. Get get out of here. You big idiot. Oh, well, I'll show them. Oh, oh, I'll fucking show them. So he goes back to his factory to ruminate. And he's going to ruminate on this because he plans to break in when the moon goes up and the sun goes down. When the moon goes up and the sun goes down, in that order, I'm going to break into the cupcake factory. Then I'm going to eat all of capitalist cupcakes. Cupcakes without cake cups because he can't have those anymore. Good luck selling cupcakes without cake cups. So he goes over the roads, scales the walls, breaks in through an open window. So it's not even breaking, really. It's, it's all legal. He's still the hero of this story. Sees on a conveyor belt all these cupcakes, which is weird because the factory's closed. They shouldn't really be out there on a conveyor belt, but they're there. And he looks over, just licks his lips, and the, the camera is really close on his mouth as he just goes... <laughs> <laughs> this is heroic cupcakes <laughs> oh yeah uh, he says cupcakes and you can see like long bridges of spit between his teeth and his lips just like cupcakes <laughs> like that slowly unbuttons his shirt what and starts <laughs> starts undressing while that peter gabriel and kate bush song starts playing don't give up because you have friends takes off his pants takes off his underwear and then just starts goes on his knees scoops the cupcakes off the conveyor belt onto the floor around him starts picking them up and smearing them on his naked body on his sinewy bacon body just smearing these cupcakes on himself don't give up you're not beaten yet smearing them on himself all over his face right eating some of it but most of it has just been crunched up in his fingers and rubbed in his hair and smeared all over his body. Um, Don't give up. I know you can make it good. And that's how you know he's the hero because Kate Bush tells him he's good for doing all this. So he's covered in all of this stuff and then sits there naked, covered head to toe in cupcake bits, uh, breathless, because, as you know, while Kate was, oh, don't give up, he's also thrusting the air going, ah, 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 looks at the camera at one point and goes, hey, kids, wanna die? <laughs> and all the while, Kate, don't give up, because you have Oof. And then he's, he's sat there all back, like, breathless. Ah, 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 I didn't give up. I have friends. <laughs> he's proud of himself. <laughs> oh, yeah. My friends is cupcakes. You're right. He didn't give up, and that's the message of the story. Right. He's, he's the hero, obviously. Obviously. And you, it, it, there will be no ambiguity as to his heroic status when he looks at the camera once more. With, with just this dead expression on his face. No hint of humour, no joy, no satisfaction, no sadness even. Just pure stone face looks at the camera and says, I'm the cupcake now. Because <laughs> he's covered in cupcake. Right. Yeah. I'm the cupcake now. Um, Charles Dance comes back in. Oh my God, what are you doing here? What have you done to my cupcakes? Beast man, show him the door. Oh, I'll show him the door. Wait a minute. He's turned into a cupcake. Yes, that's right. 
I'm the cupcake man, and a cupcake needs a cape cup. So give me all your skin, big boy! And then Willem Dafoe runs at a child's dance with a knife in his hand. Just Whoa! This took a turn. And then Charles Dance is all like, no, yeah, no, yeah. Stab, 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 stab. Next scene. Willem Dafoe has flayed Charles Dance alive and he's wearing his skin like a loincloth and then thrust it towards the camera and says, looks like I finally got my cake cup. <laughs> what he runs a cake cup <laughs> It's <laughs> a cake cup factory. It's the one thing he them. had the whole time was cake cups. <laughs> so the last, the, there's no motivation there. He's just, just a, okay. Sorry. I I think David Cronenberg should direct. He needs the work. Oh yeah, most definitely. I mean, I was thinking of, sh- of shopping this to Disney. I don't know how many Disney films Cronenberg's done. Did he do Frozen? <laughs> no. Yeah, I think so. I think, no. I think that was a Cronenberg film. No. Yeah, he did uh, Spider, which has uh, Ray Fiennes, who was Voldemort. Yeah, which is like a Disney movie, kind of. I think that's Warner Brothers. But no, this is. I mean, no offense. You're right. Perfect opportunity for Cronenberg to start working with Disney. Yeah, and really, I think I'd need Cronenberg's experience when Willem Dafoe's wife uh, Deborah Messing. Um, decides to become a fondue lady and so she's smearing fondue on herself while it's the, don't give up place it's the same plot it's the, <laughs> just doing the, doing that again no because she runs a factory that makes fondue bowls but she's never eaten a fondue totally different yeah and the factory across the street makes fondue but she can't go in there because it's run by Natalie and Brulier. Who's got the fondue dippers or something? Got yeah, the... yeah, yeah. She's playing fondue fancy. <laughs> and she's on the board, and this board's got a nail in it. See, the thing is, like, if you say your movie is called uh, Cake Cups for Cupcakes, yeah. you've already confused people. And once they stop being confused, they're like, oh, it's about cupcakes. I don't want to watch that. I don't want to pay $12 for that. But the few people who do want to watch a movie about cupcakes, your your only audience comes in and sees a man <laughs> get his skin removed by Willem <laughs> Dafoe. Robbie Williams did it in that Rock DJ music video and no one had a problem with that except the people that campaigned against it and got it censored. Did he remove a man's skin, Robbie Williams? He removed his own skin. It was a music video in which he was stripping for uh, unimpressed rollerblading ladies. I have to watch uh, this. Because it was the year 2000 and that was the kind of thing a music video was. And he kept taking his clothes off and they were unimpressed throughout the whole video while he was dancing. Eventually he's naked. They're still not having it. So he digs into his own abdomen and starts ripping his skin off. While going, I don't want to rock, DJ, because you're keeping me up all night. And he's just pulling, and eventually he's a really bad, because it was the year 2000, a really bad CGI skeleton dancing with a lady. They were finally (laughs) impressed once they saw some bone. Okay, well. You should run a bone strip club, Jonathan. I should run a bone, a skeleton strip club? Well, you did then just say bones. So maybe a strip club themed around the hit TV show Bones, you could dress up like David Borealis. But to keep it legally distinct, we'll call him Matt Borealis. <laughs> Bones is... I saw the last episode of Bones. It was touching. 
Um, they survived. They got together, but it's not a oh, that's TV good. show. It's not. I'm glad they survived the attack of the bones. I'm assuming it's a show about bones that come to life and kill you. <laughs> I think there was a terrorist bombing or something. There was no, oh, no actual bones. Should have been hole. a terrorist boning. Could have been. I I can't remember. It was so so long ago and not that great. Well, I'll tell you what, right? Yep. I need to turn the air conditioning back on because I'm really sweaty. And also, I'm just sweating a lot because I'm talking to you, Jonathan. Oh. Star of MTV's Road Rules. Not a, a good show. Not an important... Featured star. Not good. Lead role in MTV's Road Rules number five, Mission to Moscow. Least popular cast member. Globally known celebrity. Boston's favorite son. <sighs> who's here for his cummies. I don't even want to say that word, let alone get any on me. It's not what I want. We're going to wrap this up. Do you feel enriched today, Jonathan? I'm I'm definitely filled with uh, something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, over the course of these sessions and these attempts to get you where you need to be in life, you'll be filled with many things. I'm just confused, really. We'll be right there along with you getting filled as well. Mm Mm-hmm. This is all about fulfillment for everybody. Yeah. I mean... Um, I've got a bag of holding you can reach into to pick out many things you need. I don't I don't want to reach into bags. I just want to have a calm life. Calm, yeah. safe, risk-free. Well, I want you to have a calm life. <laughs> that sounds, sounds gross. Sounds sexual. I don't want any sexuals. Nothing sexual for me, thanks. It's a hot calm life for us. It's a hot calm life for us uh come come i'm just gonna pretend put that's the what calm all on my thighs later i will eat crow pies because you didn't get them crows in the bucket mate yeah no you had to get them all in the bucket <laughs> yeah i'm gonna throw my pen in disgust because you didn't you didn't get all them crows in the buckets so now you gotta eat them anyway make some crow pie mm. i think i think this meeting has been a very productive gentleman mm-hmm mm-hmm I think we, we've learned a lot, but we, one thing we've learned is that we've got a lot more to learn, which I think is the most valuable lesson we can always learn, which means learning is useless because we only ever learn that we've got more to learn. So what's the point? You're like that bloke in the beginning of the Popeye film kicking his hat every time he tries to pick it up. Oh, that's a good movie, yeah. Yeah. Just talking about that movie. I've had the, I talked to 20-year-olds who don't even know who Popeye is. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like... Uh, Robin Williams played him in a movie. Do you know who Robin Williams is? And they're like, oh, yeah, he killed himself. Like, that's literally all they know about him. That's all they know. Yeah, they've that's never seen they... a movie by him. Um, I don't want that to be all anyone knows about you, Jonathan. Exactly. That's that's what we're all about is preventing such a fate from happening to you. Yeah, if anything, I want people to know you for having died in a pig-rearing accident. <laughs> Ideally, I don't want you to. I don't want you to die at all. But if you Oof. have to, I want it to be pig rearing. Okay, that does it. I, I will. I will be back to hear more. Yeah, yeah. In the meantime, don't, don't. I mean, one day do it. But right now, don't like lie down in a pig pen. The moment you lie down, they go for you. They start immediately eating you. They are ruthless. Really? They're very hungry, very angry, and very horny, and they will eat the living stuffing out of you. Okay, uh, yeah, I promise I won't do lie down in a pig pen. You promise me? Because I care about you, my sweet baby. Oh, thanks. Yeah, no, you, you I'm not gonna. Promise I'm just gonna me. go back to my nine to five salary job. Pinky stinky, promise swear. Okay. When you see pigs, you will beware. Don't get eaten in the night. 
I don't want a porcine fright. Uh, Just remember that. It's like, you know, when you remember to put in um, your safety belt in a car, clunk, click every trip. Just remember that poem I did about pigs. And we, we, we'll see you next time, bright and early. Healthy, haughty. I'll be here. Polished. Ah, can't promise that. Cleansed for our pleasure. I will I will show up again. Okay. Because I'm not sure why, but I'll do it. I love you. It's because you have faith. And I, I appreciate your faith. Yeah. Thanks. You gotta have faith, faith, faith. You gotta have faith. It's a good song. Jonathan off road rails. Road rails. <laughs> Justin, cut that bit out. No, no, that's good. Road rails? Cut it out. Te- what was it called? <laughs> this is the premise. I've got to do this bit. Yeah, right. no. I, okay. Well, it's a matter of opinion. Uh, I think you're doing it great. It's, it's funnier this way to me.